0: This is section seventy-three of Mark Twain speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. His grandfather's old ram, told on the world tour eighteen ninety-five to eighteen ninety-six, and on other occasions, read by John Greenman. Well, as I was a saying, he bought that old ram from a feller up in Siskiyou County and fetched him home, and turned him loose in the meadow. and next morning he went down to have a look at him, and accidentally dropped a ten-cent piece in the grass, and stooped down, so, and was a-fumbling around in the grass to get it, and the ram he was a-standing up the slope, taking notice, but my grandfather wasn't taking notice, because he had his back to the ram, and was interested about the dime." Well, there he was, as I was a-saying, down at the foot of the slope, bendin' over, so, fumbling in the grass, and the ram, he was up there at the top of the slope, and Smith, Smith was a-standin' there, no, not just there, a little further away, fifteen foot, perhaps. Well, my grandfather was a-stoopin' way down, so, and... The ram was up there observing, you know, and Smith he. Musing. The ram he bent his head down so. Smith of Calaveras. No, no, it couldn't have been Smith of Calaveras. I remember now that he. But George, it was Smith of Tulare County. Of course it was. I remember it now perfectly plain. Well, Smith he just stood there and my grandfather, he stood just here, you know, and he was a-bending down, uh, just so, fumbling in the grass, and when the old ram see him in that attitude, he took it for an invitation, and here he come, down the slope thirty mile an hour, and his eye full of business. You see, my grandfather's back being to him, and him stooping down like that, of course he, why, sure, "'It weren't Smith of Tulare at all. It was Smith of Sacramento. My goodness, how did I ever come to get them Smiths mixed like that? Why, Smith of Tulare was just a nobody but Smith of Sacramento. Why, the Smiths of Sacramento come of the best Southern blood in the United States. There weren't ever any better blood south of the line than the Sacramento Smiths. Why, look here. One of them married a Whitaker.' i reckon that gives you an idea of the kind of society the sacramento smiths could associate round in there ain't no better blood than the whitaker blood i reckon anybody'd tell you that well look at mariah whitaker there was a girl for you little why yes she was little Uh, but what of that look at the heart of her had a heart like a bullock just as good and sweet and lovely and generous as the day is long If she had a thing, and you wanted it, you could have it. Have it and welcome. Why, Mariah Whitaker couldn't have a thing, and another person need it, and not get it. Get it and welcome. She had a glass eye, and she used to lend it to Flora Ann Baxter that hadn't any, to receive company with. Well, she was pretty large.' and it didn't fit it was a number seven and she was excavated for a fourteen and so that eye wouldn't lay still every time she winked it would turn over it was a beautiful eye and set her off admirable because it was a lovely pale blue on the front side the side you look out of and it was gilded on the back side didn't match the other eye which was one of them browny yellery eyes and tranquil and quiet you know uh, the way that kind of eyes are but that weren't any matter they worked together all right and plenty picturesque when flora ann winked that blue and gilt eye would whirl over and the other one stand still and as soon as she began to get excited that Handmade, made eye would give a whirl and then go on a whirlin and a whirlin faster and faster and a flashing first blue and then yaller and then blue and then yaller and when it got to whizzing and flashing like that the oldest man in the world couldn't keep up with the expression on that side of her face flora ann baxter married a hogadorn i reckon that lets you understand what kind of blood she was old Maryland Eastern Shore blood. Not a better family in the United States than the Hagedornes. Sally—that's Sally Hagedorn—Sally married a missionary, and they went off carrying the good news to the cannibals out in one of them way off islands around the world in the middle of the ocean summers. And they ate her at him, too, which was irregular. It weren't the custom to eat the missionary, but only the family— and when they see what they had done, they was dreadful sorry about it, and when the relations sent down there to fetch away the things, they said so, said so right out, said they was sorry, and apologized, and said it shouldn't happen again, said t'was an accident. Accident! Now, that's foolishness. There ain't no such thing as an accident— There ain't nothing happens in the world but what's ordered just so by a wiser power than us, and it's always for a good purpose. We don't know what the good purpose was sometimes, and it was the same with the families that was short a missionary and his wife. But that ain't no matter, and it ain't any of our business. All that concerns us is that it was a special providence, and it had a good intention No, sir, there ain't no such thing as an accident. Whenever a thing happens that you think is an accident, you make up your mind it ain't no accident at all. It's a special providence. You look at my Uncle Lem. What do you say to that? That's all I ask. You, You just look at my Uncle Lem and talk to me about accidents. It was like this. One day, my Uncle Lem and his dog was downtown and he was a-leaning up against a scaffolding—sick or drunk or something. There was an Irishman with a hod of bricks up the ladder along about the third story, and his foot slipped, and down he come, bricks and all, and hit a stranger fair and square, and knocked the everlasting aspirations out of him. He was ready for the coroner in two minutes. Now then, people said it was an accident. Accident? (laughs) There weren't no accident about it. "'Twas a special providence, and had a mysterious noble intention back of it. "'The idea was to save that Irishman. "'If the stranger hadn't been there, that Irishman would have been killed. "'The people said, special providence. "'Show, the dog was there. "'Why didn't the Irishman fall on the dog? "'Why weren't the dog a pinted? "'For a mighty good reason the dog would have seen him a-comin. "'You can't depend on no dog to carry out a special providence. "'You couldn't hit a dog with an Irishman, because—' "'Let me see. uh, What was that dog's name?' Musing. "'Oh, yes, uh, Jasper. And a mighty good dog, too. "'He wasn't no common dog. He, He wasn't no mongrel. He was a composite.' A composite dog is a dog that's made up of all the valuable qualities that's in the dog breed, kind of a syndicate, and a mongrel is made up of the riff-raff that's left over. That Jasper was one of the most wonderful dogs you ever see. Uncle Lem got him of the Wheelers. I reckon you've heard of the Wheelers. Ain't no better blood south of the line than the Wheelers. Well, one day wheeler was a-meditating and dreaming around in the carpet factory and the machinery made a snatch at him and first you know he was a-meandering all over the factory from the garret to the cellar and everywhere at such another gait as why you couldn't even see him you could only hear him whiz when he went by well you know a person can't go through an experience like that and arrive back home the way he was when he went no wheeler got wove up into thirty-nine yards of best three-ply carpeting the widder was sorry she was uncommon sorry and loved him and done the best she could for him in the circumstance which was unusual she took the whole piece thirty-nine yards and she wanted to give him proper and honourable burial but she couldn't bear to roll him up she took and spread him out full length and said she wouldn't have it any other way. She wanted to buy a tunnel for him, but there wasn't any tunnel for sale. So she boxed him in a beautiful box, and stood it on the hill on a pedestal twenty-one foot high, and so it was monument and grave together, and economical, sixty foot high. You could see it from everywhere, and she painted on it To the loving memory of thirty-nine yards best three-ply carpeting containing the mortal remainders of Millington G. Wheeler, go thou and do likewise. End of His Grandfather's Old Ram Read by John Greenman